Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, sports fans, to Untapped Keg Sports. I'm one of your hosts here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you feeling, loser? Wild Aces Championship Hour. Let's go! Let's go! I'm feeling good, though. All is well on my end, except uh, let's get right into it. Except my team lost. My Glacier Boys lost. I don't got the shirt Oh, they anymore. did? They did? I don't, rep- I don't represent them anymore. Uh, um, nope, I'm on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was a poor performance. Your team went out party. on you like your lights just went out on you. No, I'm changing the color up on my lights, but uh, I, I knew I, I knew I didn't feel I wasn't in my zone. But Glacier Boys, RJ, every single time we come out. So again, we're talking FCF football for all those who are listening in. Fan Control Football League. It just ended. My team, the Glacier Boys. I started following them at the beginning. They ended up in the championship. RJ's team is the Wild Aces. He started following them at the beginning. They ended up in the championship. So, ironically enough, two cats who have a podcast were, you know, going at it against each other in the championship. Glacier Boys lost. We always come into the game two halves, right? We're looking at two 20 minute halves. For some reason, this one was 30 minute halves. But long story short, we always come out and ball out at the first half. I'm talking dominate, where it's like, okay, this game's over. You thought you dominated that first half? We did. Ah, uh, we were beating you guys. What was it? Uh, uh, we were up like a lot to a little, points. and it wasn't enough. We spotted you, guys, you a full half of football on twenty points. See, I, I I understand your excitement, but you have to understand at least we gave that. We lost that game. You guys didn't win it. We we lost it. We ripped it. No, you from did not. the carcasses of your cold <laughs> dead no. hands. You even we see. grabbed it and pulled it back. Everybody listening, you can clearly Tore tell. you to shreds. Clearly tell he's not serious. We were dominating. Last play of the game. Should have won that game Tutty. by 30 points, but came out of second half and hey. laid, laid an egg. Laid an egg. You got you to gotta score to win. And egg. let me tell you, you didn't score in that I'm second half. I'm the king at scoring. Touchdowns. They should have just got me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but FCF, yeah. if you're listening, call. <laughs> no, but FCF football, it did end. Uh, again, we were looking at a four-game season with a championship, correct? Two games, two-game playoffs that, with right, a championship, right. four teams. That's right. Uh, it was a lot of fun. This, an unmitigated success. I, I t- tweeted that out like, this it was so much fun watching it. Thank you everybody who came out and watched it with us. Yeah. Uh, the games were usually really fast and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it there were some cool game. rules, like cool um, yeah, ways of I'll looking at things. Um, there was a lot of different strategies involved, like you guys, you know, using your power play <laughs> in a weird spot and using your fifth down. In a weird spot. Yeah. It was – it's a very unique league, and honestly, I'm glad that 
either way, yeah, I wanted my Glacier Boys to win, but either way, I think the season ended. Exactly as it should have. Wild Aces champions. (laughs) It was a good season. Uh, Seems like some guys are already moving on. Um, They're getting some looks. And so that's the whole purpose. So I'm actually really excited for the guys. I am. I think I think if you think about it, you have a D. Essentially, this is a this is a D league, a, a developmental league for the NFL. And first year, you do not expect for it to go the way that it actually did. They had a very successful year. Yeah, they had through the first five weeks, seven and a half million viewers. And then wow, th- did they say they had two million or was it three million on the uh, championship game? Two. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought it was two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. It was, it was crazy successful for a year. Uh, I'm really excited to see who gets looks, who gets invites to training camp. Um, talk is three months from now we'll be starting it up again, so you'll start hearing us talk about it. Possible two team expansion, so you'll have six teams. So you're looking at three games a night, which means they need to keep it down to the hour ten mark. Exactly. Uh, if they can do that, they will have a success on their hands. This is a to. really fun league. They picked up another way to watch it, which was NBC Online. Um, they had some really good sponsors. Yeah, that was for the championship game. It was on NBC as well as Venn and serious? Twitch. Wow. It was on online streaming. It wasn't on a terrestrial channel, but right. that'd be really cool. I mean, you could do it, but then it'd be tougher to get the fans to interact to be able to vote. So you got to think about ways to advertise like your app and game and stuff, which you should be able to do. They'll figure it out. Um, I'm excited to see who gets invited to training camp and who picks up our boy Andrew Jamil. Right? Ah, man, he's got to get a look. He's got to get a look. We're in March right now, so what do we? What do we? I I can see him getting my my hopes. He gets a call here in the next four or five weeks. Absolutely. Sometime in maybe late April, maybe the beginning of May, maybe the first week of May. But he deserves it. Because if you think about it, if I'm a scout with any team in the NFL and and you heard of this developmental league, go back and watch the tape. If you did not watch every single week, go back and watch the tape. Like you said, he pops off the film. It's it's actually extremely uh, it's very evident. (laughs) And if you're a scout out there. Just follow Untap Keg if you need a link to <laughs> to get to that highlights. Nice because let me tell you, I tweeted nice out plug. every day to a scheme teams whose schemes he would fit perfectly. Nice and plug. I added a team to it today in the Tennessee Titans. And he would fit in that slot position with the Tennessee Titans perfectly. And that's who should also be taking a look at him. I think my number one would be the Patriots. I think the Patriots would be number one. Number two, number two, honestly, the Saints. The Saints, I think the Saints are my number two fit for them. And then number three, I'm putting the Titans up there as number three. I don't know how you got to that Titans mark, but I do. Adam Humphreys got signed by the Washington football team today. So the slot position is open. They have A.J. Brown yeah. and. Right. I was going to say, yeah, I believe, yeah, if, at the end of the day, any team can use a shifty slot, <laughs> shifty slot player. Um, I, I, Gosh, he would just fit perfectly in the Patriots offense. God, dog. They already have Edelman, 
Wes Welker, Edelman already crafted that position there for the Patriots. I think, <laughs> I think Jameel's best comp, thinking about it and watching the way he runs routes and his sure hands, I honestly believe is Randall Cobb. I think Randall Cobb is the type of player that he could be. Not a bad idea. That's not that's. Hmm. Randall Cobb. Okay. Okay. He's I not. He's to- not a burner like a straight line burner. He's a really really good route runner. Had really good quickness and had sure hands. Cobb had a nice. Cobb burned the Bears that one time when Rogers scrambled, scrambled, dumped it right to him. Oh, you mean fourth? You mean fourth and ten? He caught it like the Bears. Oh, never mind. No, that was a. It was when Rogers was scrambling. He it it was in Soldier Field, dumped it. Cobb caught it, turned around, and it was just green grass. (laughs) Took off. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I never actually tried. That was the first week of the season a couple years ago. Think so. I have not tried to compare Jamil to a player. Who is he comparable to? Um, I would have to. He's like Andrew Jamil. I'm looking him like a Scotty Nelson man. Saying that sneaky player who can sneak behind, you know, a defense like the Packers, Kevin King, and and just find that void back there. And oh, sneak behind <laughs> Kevin King, you had to put that one in there, huh? <laughs> this is a sneaky player. But long story short, <sighs> obviously, obviously, he deserves a look. When you look at the consistency, that's what it's about. If I'm in a scout and I'm looking back at a developmental league, the players who can play are gonna. They may ball out one game, may not ball out another. I mean, players can play, but you're looking for who can be consistent. If you can put up consistent tape plays, what have you, in a developmental league, you deserve a shot in the NFL. It's like, okay, you are being consistent here. So this level of play is you're above this level of play. And I don't mean that in a negative way. You, you That's the point of a developmental league. Okay, it's time to take you out. It's time to pluck you and put you on the big stage. Let's see, let's see what you got. I think he deserves that shot. If you go back, I mean, me and you watched every single game. Yep. Every single game. Yep. <clears throat> every single play. The player that popped off the screen consistently, cons- just very, very consistent, was Andrew Jamil. Yeah. Francois had a few bad games. He had a, yeah, he had a few non-existent games, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ladarius Galloway was up there. Um, but he, yeah. I can remember one game where he didn't ball out like uh, he did the rest of the year. But man, that kid can run. Yeah, he can. He can run like Forrest Gump. He I, just I keeps agree. running, keeps going. No and, quit. And he from might Greenbow, be. Alabama. He might be. Like you said, the running backs are a dime a dozen, and the, the team could get a very productive running back that's extremely cheap. Minimum wage is probably what they would offer him, which is a lot. Um, he might get picked before Jamil. Uh, you know, you never know. You never know. Uh, every team needs a running back. You need a stable of running backs. Every team. It's the most beat up position, so you never know when the first string is going to go down. I don't know. You know what I mean? You never know. That's the beauty about the game. Either way, both deserve a look. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I, I agree. There's there's a lot of players that I feel deserve looks that deserve invites at the very least that right. I hope get right. it. Um I, I and it, and if they prove themselves in training camp, they do. But 
if they have right. poor training camps. I mean, that's not the end. Look at what Alan Lazard has done and, uh, right. you know, others who've worked their way up off of practice squads to be really productive players. So Absolutely. Julian Edelman being one of them. Edelman played quarterback. J- Jacoby Myers. Like Randall Cobb played quarterback in college. It's not that unheard of. <laughs> Randall Cobb is not as – he didn't put up the numbers. Like Edelman. And what? Edelman, in my opinion, was more dominant than Randall Cobb. Hmm. Hmm. That's a that's a good debate, though. Hmm. If that's, that's, that's that's we're talking almost comparable careers. Randall Cobb was not ever asked to carry a team. That's true. I mean, he well, was one year yeah, he and did. he didn't. But um, when they moved him to running back a few times, it was like, okay, this dude is. This yeah, but not he wasn't the first option coming as a wide receiver. Uh second year high ankle sprain, Devontae Adams was. Uh, I gotta check that out. I gotta put their stats next to each other. Now. I think it would be a lot closer than you think. Because Adam I, I the, the difference is Edelman has done it in the playoffs. Cobb really hasn't. He's been fine, but he hasn't had like that statement game like Edelman has had. Right. Edelman's had some game-saving catches that one against the falcons i believe it was it whatever it was where it was three defenders and he dove and they hit the ball and he like barely caught it on the ground pretty sure it was against the falcons in the super bowl probably but, but that i i think I, yeah i'll recant my statement i actually the more i'm thinking about it i would it's hard to disagree with you on that i think that their careers once it's all said and done i think will be pretty comparable almost uh for what they are from from what the offense wants them to do. Yeah. 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 I like that. I can't disagree with you. I always like to give you uh crap cuz you know you're Packers, but I I it's hard to hard to dispute that one. The more I'm thinking about it now. You know what but another I, good comparison would be um like uh Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, man. I thought he like, was going to be Him and Randall Cobb I feel are Kind of similar. Cobb's been Cobb. more productive because say, Cobb yeah, has had Aaron Rodgers. But still, like a, a, I could see him being a... The fourth <sighs> and eight. Carry, I, I, I hear yeah. you. Absolutely. That was a statement play. Uh, yeah, Cobb does seem to have some statement plays, too. I guess Edelman... I it's guess just, just not... It wasn't in the playoffs <laughs> like it was Patriots with... More, yeah. Patriots get more marketing. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh! Um, I love talking to you, Packers fans, about Brady. So FCF, what do you think the future holds? I honestly think that this league is going to be. Um, I'm optimistic, of course, but I, you, and I watched every single minute of the season, and we literally watched it grow. I think that this, I think that FCF is going to get to a point that they were not expecting to get to this soon. If they're going to bring the sport back in three months, and and if they consistently do that, I think they're going to grow to a level of of some serious success. Now, it may be difficult to try to compete with NFL viewers during the NFL season. That might be challenging. I or think no, excuse me, even during college football Saturdays. Mm, I. <laughs> 
I don't know if they'll play during the NFL season. That to me, that would be a missed opportunity. Like I could see you having two seasons during the summer. True. You try to get your players into camps, and that's your selling point. Right. And then, yeah. and then you regroup, figure everything out. Because the, the the fun thing, the special thing about the FCF right now, like in this season, they were so adaptable. They created a bubble so that their players would be safe. Like first right. and foremost, their players and their staff were going to be safe. They created a bubble. They had a really fun field. Like that's one thing that Andrew Jamil said that they had. Like, and then they're putting tape together. And they have specifically stated that their goal is to be a trampoline league. They get people to jump like to that. either the like CFL that. or the NFL. So um, that's what they like want to do. And I think that they're succeeding at that. I I could see them doing two seasons in the summer and then going back to the drawing board, seeing what they, have to, they can do to innovate. Because we heard – Every three months, and now as we're thinking about it more, yeah, I hope they do not try to have a season during the NFL season again. Yeah, that would kind of go against their business plan, their model, and then obviously trying to compete with Saturday night football, college football. Right, that's a monster. That, in my opinion, they is- might try it once, and if it fails, like we think it will, and then they're like, yeah, let's not do that now. Right. Oh, I, I wanted to tell you something as well. Because you 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 got me on that topic about the bubble. Um, so I spoke to some Badger basketball players yesterday, Josh Gasser and uh, Zach Shorter. I was with, and uh, they were talking to uh, some cats. Who, Name dropper. They were well. I you you know the guy. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know him. I, but, I was uh, with them. I mean, I wasn't with them, but I was I was around them. I, I was in their vicinity. Look, look I got a job. And they got a job too. So we, we <laughs> but um, um, they obviously they're still in contact with uh, some Badger basketball players who were obviously in Indianapolis, correct? Yeah, yeah. And they got the scoop on, um, you know the how the bubble was there. The players hated it. The players were happy. Some of them, and again, this is. This is not probably every player, but if I was the players, I possibly would have said the same thing based on the feedback that I received or that they told me was the players and not just the Badgers as well, multiple teams as well, hated the bubble, did not like it because they actually only got about 30 to 45 minutes outside of the hotel. Yes. Yes. And like when they left, like they weren't allowed to like leave. Unless okay. on, on, and they were on a time limit, and then obviously they had a an area that was barricaded of some sort that was outside for them to be and hang out. Well, only like one team can go out there for a certain amount of time, and then they had to walk in, and then the other team will go out. And then they said also that there's up and down the hallways, you would have people like shouting at you to get in your rooms and stuff because they didn't want people roaming. And possibly spreading COVID and all that stuff, and I was just like, "That—that's a prison. That's a jail. Literally, you have a time limit on when you're outside, and you're forced back into your room." Players well, didn't like. Mm-hmm. That's what a bubble is. Like they didn't. They obviously didn't plan it. They should have given, <laughs> like, one team a wing. Right? I don't know what I mean, they're. 
because here's the thing what they're talking about is when you go to these when you go to the dance it's you know obviously we're living in a pandemic we just didn't have that luxury to let them do as they please but that's just the ncaa for you though it's just this (sighs) control this uh, i don't know i get it because the morale is low especially around the ncaa but at the same time that's the world we live in right now. That's what the <laughs> FCF players just went through for two and a half months. Like, It would be tough. I guess my point is this. Yeah, it would be tough. It absolutely would be. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world, but I am saying right. if you want to play your sport right now, that's what you better be doing. That's what I'm saying. Right. That would be tough. That's My point was that would suck, and, and obviously the NCAA is a business, and that's an entirely new topic, a different topic, but that would be difficult. That was just something I never really thought of. You know what I mean? I hear bubble. Okay, cool. But no, we're talking. That is a bubble. 30 to 45 minutes. You're outside. What are you doing? Um, and up and down the hallways. No, uh, that would suck. And another great point that they made to RJ that I never really thought about is imagine. Dragons. Being, They're a pretty good imagine, band. Imagine being a student athlete, right? Playing your sport. And like everything's closed, everything's shut down. So you have no like way to get away from your sport. For 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 like separating yourself from a sport. So we talk about it a lot of time, like if you played basketball or football in college, right. You still have you still have that avenue of being a student. Obviously, here both of you and I are sober, but let's be honest. You know, students want we to weren't party. at that time. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Right. We were Students you know, want to mingle. Detaching ourselves from reality <laughs> through Students a bottle. M- mingle, <laughs> go meet new people, go. But they had to just dribble, 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 shoot, 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 run a couple sprints in practice or what have you, go but home. That's to a tournament. No, no, no. I'm talking, no, I'm talking about even on campus. Okay. Even on okay. campus. Okay. So now, now we're expanding it. We're not just talking on the bubble. Right. We're talking on the whole season. Um, yeah, now, now again, my apologies if that was confusing. Now, yeah, no, I get that because that's how work has been. Like, right. it's been like a string that's con- continuously yeah. been pulled because your only outlet is work. <laughs> and you or, you lose those outlets to be able to, you know, let that string right. go back in a little bit. And, you know, eventually it... Exposes that the, nerve that you're playing with a little bit. Yeah, you did a better way of explaining it. My bad. I was going way. I took the long route on that explanation. But essentially, yeah, exactly what you said is, it's this string, and it gets, and they, they, it was getting very repetitive. Could you imagine? It's, it's, it's practice, whatever, and then back to your apartment every single day. Just Sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're older. We're older now, so that's literally what we love is to be by ourselves, <laughs> yeah, and, and watch TV, right? But as a, as even a even in college, <laughs> I I could have been. I guess no, my nightlife had to be my nightlife. But like during the absolutely. day, that's absolutely what I would have done during the day. <laughs> now, so I never really the nightlife would have been a little. That I would don't know if I would have been able to handle that. But Here's we didn't have example. Tinder either. <laughs> Well, here's a good example. Obviously, the Union Terrace. You can go hang out. You can go sit on the chairs. You can go talk to people. Obviously, if you're of age and you drink responsibly, you can order beer. 
sit there, chat with people, watch the league. Well, that's closed. <laughs> so I, I never really, I guess it's just shocking to me because I never really thought about it on Wisconsin's campus. But after you are practice, after practice is over and it's you, you're back in your apartment staring at a screen. Better get that PS5. <laughs> right. And again, so to some, it's not to, to some, that's not a bad thing. Um, it was just another thing that I never actually thought about um, that how the COVID, how the COVID, how this pandemic has impacted um, student athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Just certain systems that you never really think that would be impacted by it. Obviously the bubble is, is a, is a point, but actually being on campus, man, ghost town. And then you have to pay the same tuition that you would normally with everything being closed, being like hybrid classes. Let's not get into it. We're moving on. We're moving on. So the FCF unmitigated success, we could see it growing some more. We're really excited to see what they have for the second season. Said they're going to be announcing stuff soon, which is awesome. They've already been holding tryouts. Um, I recommend following them on Twitter if you want to find a tryout. Look them up on Twitch. And then now, okay, FCF, big championship game, obviously went down. Now we go to the NCAA tournament. We have it again this year. Some semblance of normalcy. Until the tournament begins, and the Big Ten takes a giant dump on the doorstep, lays a collective egg, just pieces of that. Egg I don't even, eaten. I don't even know <laughs> if they got off the bus. Like they said, there Here's were some thing. scores, but I don't, I didn't really see much. Illinois can't be out here taking pictures like Kobe with 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 the with the trophy in the bathroom shower. And then come out and lose to Loyola, Chicago, a team full of accountants. You can't, you can't. Mad respect to Loyola; those dudes know how to ball. But I don't think Illinois is ever going to recover from that. What about Ohio State <laughs> losing to Oral Roberts? <laughs> toothpaste, like a, a, a toothpaste school. I'm like <laughs> a bunch no, of I, dental I actually, hygienists. I had to look them up. I'm like, okay, who is? And they're in Oklahoma, I think, Oral Roberts. It's a private school, private Catholic school. And Ohio State got the business by Oral Roberts. You know what irritated me? You know, my goodness. Whatever. Like, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Oral Roberts. Obviously, they made the Sweet 16, which is fantastic. I believe they're only the second. 15 seed to do so. But what yeah. irritated me the most about that game was somebody at work said, a 15 always beats a two. So I picked somebody to beat a two. That's the worst. That, this is the ninth That's time it's happened in NCAA history. <laughs> he meant a five beats or a 12 beats a five, but he said a 15 beats a two, and it happens. He has no idea. And I'm like, oh my goodness, of course. And he's never going to stop talking about it. No, that was not to be expected. I guarantee you. Let's say, well, let's just go. Slow. Yeah, yeah. That probably screwed up. That that messed up a lot of brackets. Virginia losing to Ohio, which I picked. <laughs> that screwed up a lot of brackets. Um, it did get them. God dang. Oral Roberts beating Florida. 
because Oral Roberts won in the second round. Loyola Chicago obviously beating Illinois. Um, I mean, no one's beating Gonzaga though, dude. There's there was there's been a lot of a lot of upsets, a lot of Gonzaga. This is crazy. This is a crazy tournament so far. Really crazy. Gonzaga's um, unreal. Gonzaga's probably going to win the tournament. They're unreal. There's no like, Badger team like <laughs> happened to Kentucky that year. There's no Badger team in the tournament, right? To do that to right. them. So Big Ten, oh, man, played played well like all season, and then as a as a as a conference, and then going to the dance and I I equate it to the gosh. SEC football season. Like the SEC just balls out all year long in football. They get to bowl season, they always have a losing record, always. Yeah. And a right. lot of times, they get boat raced. Like yeah. <laughs> it's usually like it, there's not a lot that are close. So and that's kind of what say, I equate it to. And they still try to say SEC football at the top. It's like you guys get mopped in bowl season, like religiously. Like it happens all the time. And and meaning you guys cannot hang with other conferences. So yeah, don't get me started on that. God dang, SEC versus Big Ten football. Mm. Oh, yes. the Big Ten needs to win one year. How about that? True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't, Wisconsin, we can't even make it out of our division, like our side. <laughs> Wisconsin barely made it out of games last year, so let's not talk about it. Well, actually, let's talk about Gary Brown. Okay. Ooh. What do you, Ooh. what do you, that excited you? Yeah, Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, he got Zeke, you know, thrown in his lap. Zeke's, Zeke is wherever he would have went. Zeke would have been a good running back. Um, I want to know, did he coach Darren McFadden when McFadden was there? No, I believe it was, uh, oh, DeMarcus. Mm. Who was who the, uh, gosh darn it. I literally just saw it. Oh my goodness. But uh, to those listening, it was I, Zeke I, and Zeke and the guy who had the rushing title and then did nothing else after signing a big free agent deal. Uh, anyway, tell tell me what uh, you think about him. Yeah, I brought it up because yeah, so Gary Brown, you guys now is the running backs coach for the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, previous coach was John Settle, who took off to Kentucky. Um. I'm excited. I mean, listen, his obviously he has a track record, um, a good one, um, great resume. Dallas is a pro style offense. Wisconsin football is a pro style offense, so it makes sense on paper. It most definitely makes sense. And coming and, and obviously going to running back, you. I mean, there's a history of great running backs. Um, came out of Wisconsin, so it looks great on paper. I just hope that it, you know, the paper, you know, comes to life. I hope that we get to see that. So, you got the name? DeMarco Murray. Oh, geez. Yep. Yep. I forgot all about him, though. My goodness. The entire world forgot about DeMarco Murray. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, he did more in the NFL than I did, and I think I still remember more than him. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, it lines up nicely on paper. 
I think what needs to happen is he needs to bring that animosity out of these players, out of those running backs. You can't play running back passive. You cannot play running back scared. You cannot play running back leaving any gas in the tank. That's the one position that you just can't do that. I mean, you're not supposed to do that in any position on the football field, but running back is the – you are – that's a grind. <laughs> that's a grind trying to block a linebacker coming full speed through the A-gap. Come on now. All you got is two steps. Come on. It's a grind. So the, he's got he's got to turn he's got to turn those running backs. Jalen Berger, um, oh Watson left actually right. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to turn them to some monsters. You just got to bring it out of them. You got to. We got to get that position back to where where it's supposed to be. Jonathan Taylor, I think, would have balled out anywhere. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's just a gifted running back. It definitely, it definitely feels like um, that there has been it, there's that killer instinct game. Yeah, anymore for that position that that killer instinct that run through the brick wall. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it's it's we need to get back to that, and and hopefully he does that. And it, some of it's on the offensive line too, because I'm sorry, but there weren't a lot of holes last year, um, True. and there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. pass blocking either. So. Uh, that's true. I think the I think the entire team needs to not buy their hype this year because I think that had some of, something to do with it after those first two games. I think they felt like they I were agree. unstoppable. Um, I actually agree. Understandably, they looked it, and then they just fell off the cliff. So but, yeah, you're right. You're right, though. This team can't have that chip on their shoulders because we have not won a Big Ten championship since twenty. 20- you can't what chip is on your shoulder? You can't nope. Can't have it. We can't even win our own conference. You Make lost the Paul Bunyan axe two years yeah. ago. Like it don't matter if you win the first eight games. It don't matter. You gotta you gotta win the conference to be taken seriously. For real. If you're not winning your conference, <laughs> it's like you know, come on. It's and again, going I, down for real. Look. And to anybody who's gonna watch this and think I'm too hard on our Badgers, I'm a, I'm no, I'm I'm obviously a diehard. Good, Badger be be hard on the Badgers because we it. have settled as Wisconsin fans for long enough. We deserve yeah. a championship, even if it means we're gonna be bad for ten years. We deserve one championship. I agree, Gary. Bo Ryan, I'm looking at you, Gary. Frank the Tank was was fun. Frank the Tank was a gifted athlete, 44. Name dropper. <laughs> she put it in the chat. <laughs> I know, I saw. What's up, Lion? Don't think I didn't see you there. Lion, what's up, man? But, yeah, it's uh, – we got to make it happen We because other teams right now are – Laughing at Wisconsin. Can, yeah, they're taking that next step, you know what I mean? In football, they're taking that progressive step. Of becoming a better program, you know, it's always that's what we're always striving for. I really think Wisconsin football has been dormant. And again, Jonathan Taylor ran for a lot of yards. Jonathan Taylor is a gifted athlete, one hundred percent. But we didn't win. That's just it. Every team has a gifted athlete. Not all teams win. We got to win. I agree. Like, I agree. I'm I'm sick of being the bridesmaid. 
you know, I was Al- the bride and it felt good and I want to feel it again. All right. What did what did Al Davis say? Is that his name? Al Davis? Yeah. What did he say? Win baby win. That's it. That's what we gotta do. Just win baby was what it was. Oh, just win, baby. Just win. Come on now. That's what it's all Close about. Close enough. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All right, what what, you, what else you got? I'm I'm all over the place right now. All right, so we were talking about um, NCAA tournament, all the craziness that happened. Everybody's brackets busted. Congratulations to whoever wins our bracket tourney. Not going to be I, me. I hope it's not the guy who put in 25 brackets, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's go with a little bit of NFL free agency. Mm, indeed. What moves have you one liked the most, and then two that were a little head scratchy? Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. Uh, the one I like the most, uh, you know, it's it's a it's one of those good feeling ones that I like, and I'm biased, of course, because I know him. But I'm glad the Patriots re-signed James. Took kind of a friendly deal, which ugh. it's only a one year. It's a one year deal. Next year, when the cap's bigger, he probably signed somewhere. Puts up the same That's numbers true. he has been. He's gonna sign for more. That's true. Because I'm like, gosh, you. It might be. Yeah, I'm like, you're way more than that. Um, but, but there's been again, quite a few players that have gone back on one year deals. That next year when the cap goes way up. True. So he was my pick for the the good one because I'm he he's 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 really good there, um, and I'm happy that they kept him. But that like, whole team is gonna be better next year. Like that, that whole team. Ridiculous. You see who's coming back from who opted out, and that seems to be and then ridiculous. you see what they did. Like they've been signing cats like crazy. It's all gonna come down. Like they didn't get the memo <laughs> that the salary cap dropped this year because they've been just signing everybody. It's gonna come. They're down like, to hey, yo, your cousin over there, your cousin, he want to play? Does he want to play? Yeah, bring him too. Cam Newton. It's gonna come down to Cam. Let me let me let me, let me say. Let me finish your question though. Kevin King was my questionable one. Now, again, we can't just pluck one game out and maybe judge him for the entire game. Maybe that's what I'm doing. But my goodness, that was a questionable one to me. Maybe be, I don't know. I mean, that was a very poor performance. You should never have a poor performance, but my gosh, not in the goddamn clip. In the biggest game? The biggest game. Of your life? Like, uh, yeah, of 90% of that team's lives. In, in their NFL career. So that was questionable. What about yourself? Um, Let's see here. <laughs> so, you know, this is going to – I really, really, really like what the Washington football team has been doing. Um, I love what I'm seeing from that they're going to make around their offense. Did we talk about Fitzmagic last week? We talked about Fitzmagic last we week. Yes, we did. They signed Curtis Samuel, somebody on the other side. Yes. Of Terry McLaurin taking those DBs away. Terry McLaurin's going to see a lot less triple teams this year. Yes, I said triple teams because that's what defenses did to him last year, and he still balled out. Um, and then they signed Adam Humphreys today, which is that they got a really solid nucleus that they made there. And when they draft another, maybe they draft another quarterback, maybe not, but they have. Fitzpatrick there, who's very, very good mentoring. Like he's really good in the Ooh. locker room. Fitzmagic. There you go. So <laughs> I like what Washington is doing a lot. Um, 
One, it wasn't really head scratching because he's a really, really good player. But uh, the Giants signing Kenny Galladay, just like I did see that's that, a solid. Oh, it's a solid oh, signing. Sorry. They paid him quite a bit. They let go of Golden Tate, but you have Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. And you add Kenny Galladay, you got three really good receivers. Then you have Evan Ingram at tight end, Saquon Barkley. That's a fun team, right? Your top three receivers are the exact same player. I was going to say that, that didn't work when Odell was there. Like, they're the exact <laughs> same player. So <laughs> I think Kenny Galladay can be – he can be your number one. I He proved that in Detroit. But – it's a joint, I just man. don't know. I don't know if that was the right spot for him, right? Like you see this all the time where teams go out and they get the best player available and they just don't fit the scheme. Right. So <sighs> I mean I, I I yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And I'm still stuck on those Patriots because just like what you said, they got it all right now. So it's this that's gonna be a significant amount of pressure. I do I yeah, the Patriots re signing Cam Newton, I think, is huge for the Patriots. And but, if whew, Cam Newton lose. balled out till he got COVID, like somebody right. somebody pointed that out uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was Matthew Barry, and it's like you think back on it and you look at his stats. Till he got COVID, dude was playing vintage Cam Newton football. So COVID, we know COVID affects different people differently. Yeah. It may have – he may not have felt right the rest of that season, which he probably did not. He was probably tired the whole season. So we heard the same thing from Major League Baseball players. There's certain players they had true. really bad years last year after they got COVID, and they said that they had a brain fog all year, and they just didn't feel like themselves. So <laughs> – No, I, I got to agree. Sorry, I'm, la- I'm not laughing at – You're laughing at Lion. Yeah. Yeah. Lion. I know. Lion. Why are you hurting me? I'm what sorry, <laughs> but that's just what I saw, man. <laughs> Jameis Winston, I'm excited to see what you can do with uh, Sean Payton. I'm yes. Bruce Arians is a very, very good offensive coach, but I think he needs a specific player at quarterback to be successful. And that specific player is someone who doesn't throw, like, take chances. You said Bruce Arians. You're talking about the Buccaneers here? Yeah, because he had Jameis Winston before there. Tom Brady. True. So that's what I'm saying. Like Sean, Jameis Winston with Sean Payton, who can be creative and use that talent. I see what you're saying. That's that's what I was getting at. Oh, hold on a second, though. Jameis threw like 31 touchdowns and threw 30 interceptions. 31 touchdown passes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Bruce Arians' offense is built for somebody who takes. uh, Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. They don't, they're like, their gambles are like uh, educated gambles. Like, yeah. They don't just hit, they don't just throw it up for throwing it up sakes, I guess. Um, like Mahomes, yes, homies, yes. <laughs> so that's I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Peyton can do with uh, Jameis because that Drew Brees's arm was limiting what Peyton could call an offense, what I they agree. could do. So now Jameis, you saw it in that Saints game, that playoff game where Jameis threw that strike on that touchdown. Yep. This could be – it could be a lot of fun for, on that offense. You could see yeah, 45 touchdowns and, like, 15 picks. He's still going to throw picks. It's just – it's of not going to be 30. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 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 going to be a gunslinger. You just got to just limit those interceptions. He's a good quarterback. He has a great poise in the, great poise in the pocket. 
He's got an arm. We see that. And he's mobile. Sometimes he can, to his detriment does he have great poise because he fumbles a lot. Right. Too. He does stand there too too much. <laughs> it's like, yo, there's there's players coming at you. <laughs> Hold so that ball. They, Hold on to no, that ball. They, they work on his scrambling uh, just inside the pocket. Obviously he's a runner, he can run. But inside the pocket is a different kind of different kind of skill back there. Um I'm excited to see him down there too, because I think I think he's going to have a wonderful opportunity to redeem his career down there. I really, really do. Here's Um, an eyebrow raise for you. The Chicago Bears. For who? Andy Dalton. Yeah. QB1, Andy Dalton. How is he still in the NFL? Well, he took the Bengals to the playoffs like five straight years. It's not like he's terrible. He's just not going to carry a team. Did you say he took the Bengals to the playoffs for five straight years? Yeah. Why do I not remember that? Because Marvin Lewis was coach, and they were like the most boring team in the NFL that kept winning games. You know, A.J. Green used to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. That was with Andy Dalton. Gio was balling, too. Gio was Jeremy Hill. Yeah, Giovanni was uh, Jeremy Hill was yeah yeah Jeremy Hill, freaking huge hand. Joe Mixon, that's right. They were stacked. So I'm not gonna give it to Andy Dalton. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm I'm not. I'm like that's my it's eyebrow a, raise. Like, what are the Bears a, doing here? Like Mitch Trubisky, we talked about on the last one, going to take a backup role. What the, is what are the Bears doing? Somebody needs to like, talk to me. Mitch Trubisky. Signed for the same amount of money as a career backup. Somebody needs like to talk to Tim. Me and- Tim Boyle, who was the Packers backup <laughs> quarterback, signed for the same amount of money as Mitchell Trubisky. I know Lions getting a good chuckle out of this. <laughs> like, tell me what? how that works. What He's are the never Bears- signed, started a game? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out I'll be the Bears. Uh, yeah. They need somebody. They need something. I mean, they hey, hey they trade they passed on Deshaun Watson. And they passed Patrick. on Patrick Mahomes. Oof, that one's got to sting, Mahomes. That's got to sting. You know what? You know what the Bears are doing. This is a classic Bears move, and I could see him doing it. And you know what? You know what? Money Mitch. They, <laughs> Money they, Mitch. They're sneaky. They're waiting until next year when the Vikings part ways with uh, Kirk Cousins, and they're going to sign Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Medi- mediocre quarterbacks that go to the 100, playoffs. $150 million deal. That's Honestly, that's a great point. That's what it seems like what they are. Let's – not go for the top tier quarterbacks. Let's not even go for the mid tier. Let's go like right below mid tier, right below, you know, right above the floor for our quarterbacks. I remember. So I don't know if you remember this, but going into last year, there were a lot, a lot of people who were in the analytics, like deep, who said that Kirk Cousins was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers and said that Kirk oh. Cousins was the best quarterback in the NFC North. This is real. This really happened going into last year that nobody remembers, and people will probably deny it, but I can remember at least 
five people who said that on Twitter well, okay. and were serious. Well, well that's why why no one's going to remember because if anybody says anything like that, the next words that come out of your mouth are, are you you no longer have a valid point or a valid opinion. You can't you can't talk about a sport and be like especially football. It's it, it's it's not that difficult to catch to, to, to keep up with players in football. You you can't be like no. Kirk Cousins is better than Aaron. I don't, I'm not even talking about it anymore. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I just don't. That's that's just it. Uh, let's go on to something else. I don't have time for that. I'm See not why I defend people. it? I defend so hard, though. Like <laughs> I'm not going to give those people the time of day to see and understand Kirk Cousins is better than Aaron Rodgers. They said going into last year that Kirk Cousins was the best quarterback in the NFC North. I don't have time for that. Anytime yeah. he plays a top 10 defense, he disappears. I don't have time for that. I don't even care if he's played uh, the the bottom 10 teams. Kirk Cousins is not – Kirk Cousins is a decent facilitator. You're Kirk right, Cousins Lion. Not- he did not get love, but he will know that he's a Ram. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. He's a, he's a decent facilitator. He is not a quarterback. That's just my, that's my opinion. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Like he is. I'm trying to think. He's Tony Romo. I mean, but not as that's, good. That's right. Um, like to, I, I Tony Romo doing. was actually he was very underappreciated. He's uh, Rich Gannon. He's <laughs> Carson Palmer. He's Brad Rich Johnson. Gannon. Like Lincoln Raiders. Those are those are who he is. Brad Johnson, yeah, you can win a Super about, Bowl. You won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, but you weren't, you didn't win the Super Bowl because of Brad Johnson. What about a crouch or a crouch or is a couch? Eric Couch, Eric Couch. What about a couch? No, dude, he did nothing. <laughs> he was a brown. No, that's what I'm saying. That's compare him to Kirk Cousins is like a couch. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, we're not. I mean, no matter what, was it Tim Cousins. Couch? It was Tim Couch. I think it was, it was Tim. Eric Crouch. See, I'm getting the Crouch in the couch. I think it was Tim I, Couch. He won a Heisman I, with the Cornhuskers. Yep, yep. Knee brace. That's that's why we bring Nick, Nick on. What's up, Tim Nick? Couch, Woo! There we go. There we go. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait. Couch, Crouch, Tim. I knew they were the. <laughs> I knew they were out there. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I look. I did I I... dig deep for that one. Mm-hmm. Dig deep for that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, free agency is, is is exciting. I mean, we 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 spoke on the last week, and there were some new moves. I mean, the Packers. Um, so here's the thing: Packers organization mm-hmm. doesn't really, you know, you go look at their track where they don't really care too much about the free agency market. That's not true. Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith would have something to say with you, sir. And Adrian Amos. Okay. What about before that? Charles Woodson. That's a steal, of course. Okay. I guess when we talk about it, like, okay. All right. I I guess I got none to that. But it seems like you guys just don't go in. On it, I mean, going in on not, Charles Woodson. Not like the thing. flashy players. Like the Packers right. are never really in on the flashy players. Like even well, when they yeah. signed, they, they signed Preston Smith before Zadarius Smith, and 
He just took a long snapper. Yeah. I mean, they, they aren't going to win you a game, but they're going to lose you a game, so there's that. Good way to put it. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying the, the positions aren't important. I was just, you know what I mean? I, no, I know I know exactly what you're saying. I was looking for them to hmm. be brewing back there and, and get a steal. But they didn't. They, they You know, I could see them picking up a wide receiver because there's still really good wide receivers out there. I could see them picking up one for oh, on a one-year deal for like I'm gonna say, there's some, three there's or some good four names. million. I could see there's it. Some, there's some big names still on that list. And again, there's a lot of pass rushers out there, and there's a lot of corners. So they still they could still get someone to play slot corner, and they could still pick up a pass rusher that is much needed. Well, you guys took Kevin King back, so. You said they still need a slot corner. I literally, I literally just said it. Nickel. It's nickel defense. Okay, but it's still in the slot. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are going to do. I'm not seeing it. Do you want to know the truth? I mean, don't, uh, no, don't I, nobody no. know what they're going to do. They shake the dice and they're like, no, no, no. Snake no, eyes. I, We're I, signing Kevin I, King. I think you guys are. I just don't. You guys. You guys just don't. You guys, uh, we I talked about this before. You guys don't go all in. Here's what the, here's what the Packers do because they're always like, like there. The they're always right there. Right. Here's win all in. Yeah, and it worked out for them. Browns win all in, and they were balling, and and fell short to a team that many others would have fallen short to. Uh, every team besides obviously the Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Packers. Why don't you guys like go? Let's say screw it. Especially with Aaron Rodgers getting older and older and older. Father Time is one we cannot defeat. So it's he's got two more in him, maybe three. It's like let's go all in. Screw That's it. That's what people are saying about Brady ten years ago. So that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you here. On the point. What they do, though, they make the moves and they build their team, and they don't care what the media says. I mean, look at their draft last year. Like, everybody's dogging them. And they, A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon is a man. And he did exactly what they drafted him for. Like, if he can stay healthy, hopefully he can stay healthy for a whole year. It's going to be fun to see what he can do, especially splitting time with Aaron Jones, because you saw at the end of last year, whoo, they're a good one-two punch. They are, they are. But you guys need another receiver. Who do you guys have? You got Liz- Liz- Lazarus. Lazard. Um, Liz- Lazard. Valdez Scantling. Um, obviously, obviously, Adam. Like, I like Scantling. And then I, like uh, I, I like really him. I really like St. Brown. I really like, I like the route him. running. He's just got to be a little bit more consistent catching the ball. But uh, you guys drop the ball a lot. Yeah, they do. They do. So Nibre's chat said to me, uh, this is to just our yeah. to our audio listeners. Uh Monte, if you felt robbed about twenty eleven, Eric Crouch won the Heisman throwing seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. Um Yeah, but how many did he rush for, Nick? He rushed for like thirty two. I'm over it. Cause that was that was when they ran the option that he was with Nebraska. Yeah. Um I've Dude, I'm not even going. Nineteen hundred. They signed Mercedes Lewis, which I know isn't like flashy or like blingy. He's very, very, very important to that team. 
Like they were starting Josiah DeGara, who only had 18 rushing touchdowns. I got robbed. And people, people right now, they still post things like who was the most robbed. And I will only get like four or five or six people that'll say my name. I'm like, I, you know, I can't be the one to come out and say, you know what you need to do. You need to, you need to tag Russell Wilson underneath that tweet and be like, say it, Russ, say it. I got, and I'm not even, you stole a Heisman from me or anything, but I have to be the number one most robbed collegiate player in I feel like whoever will finish behind Eric Crouch should feel like the most robbed Heisman because people look at my stats 1900 yards and 39 touchdowns some games I didn't even play in the fourth quarter and I'm sharing carries with Melvin Gordon and James White no no it was just James White at that time Melvin Gordon I think was red shirted maybe no he he played because uh that was no he was red shirted that was the year yep you're right he was red shirted but long story short, it was short, the next year that he wasn't. Uh, I still have nightmares. I'm like, good gosh, what more could I have done? Jeez. And we won the Big Ten Championship. You could have and scored I, one more touchdown. That's what you could have touchdowns, done. Four touchdowns in the Big Ten Championship against Michigan State's defense, and they were in top five defense in all of NCAA. So, this, show, this show isn't <laughs> all about you, all right, Mons? I agree. We I also agree. talk about Rex Grossman coming in second uh, against Nibre, Eric Crouch. I Nibre's love... <laughs> the vibe that Nick is bringing in here right now. I'm loving this. Band-aid. You ripped off the Band-Aid. <sighs> I was exposed. Russell Wilson, open invitation <laughs> to come on the pod and explain yourself. Anytime. Hop in right now. Let's do this. He said Rex Grossman. I'm over it, dude. I'm over it. I came in fourth behind RG3. No, you um, came in third, bro. No, I was fourth. Uh-uh. Yeah. It was RG3. Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck. You. Trip. Trent Richardson. No. Trent finished behind you in the Heisman voting, but he won the Doke. See, that even makes it more that that even makes me more upset. Look it up. You were third. That makes me more upset now. I thought I could, I'm pretty sure I finished the fourth. In in and Tyron was fifth. That that's why you know what? That's the it chip that matter. that's the chip that you're carrying. I should have finished third and I finished fourth. You know what? This is even though you're like Michael Jordan, you did finish third. You did. <laughs> but you, nobody right. said anything to you. This is not us dwelling on 2011. I mean, I, you know, people don't even understand. I did most of that in two and a half seasons. Mons was fourth. I was fourth. Gosh, man. I dang fourth. it! I was fourth. RG3, I swore that RG3. you finished third. Andrew Luck, Trent Richardson, me, Tyron and Matthews. all of their stats weren't even close to the stats that you put up. I do not understand it. <laughs> and our Big Ten, the Big Ten Conference had top five defenses. Yeah, that Michigan State defense was no joke that year. I remember there was that. It was about obviously. four games. Four games that in Penn State was too, and four games that year where I didn't play in the fourth quarter. You know, and maybe Indiana should be better. <laughs> and it, maybe yeah. Indiana should have kept it a little bit closer. You could have played in that fourth quarter, or Nebraska. But again, I leave that in the past. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I didn't even get a unanimous first team All Conference that year. That was consensus. Really? Yep. Didn't get unanimous. 
Bell got got one yeah. vote. Le'Veon Bell. Well, he was the only other running back that or, year, so it had to have been him. Trent. Nope, Tr- Trent. Yep, it was Bell, Trent, and Trent as well. Trent. I didn't. Richardson. Yeah. Unanimous. You're saying all American. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking all American now. Oh, you said all conference. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, all American. Yeah, unanimous. I I was consensus, meaning not everybody voted for me. I'm like, geez, guys, if 1,900 yards and 39 touchdowns ain't ain't good enough for y'all, God dog. <laughs> hmm. But anyways, hmm. <laughs> okay. So we have to touch on it just a very little bit before we are done with this. We lots of tangents. ADHD is in full effect tonight. All right. Got, got caught in <laughs> full effect. Uh, I took I took my medicine, I swear. Uh, baseball starting up soon. You've been, yeah, you've, been you've been hearing them? You've been you've been hearing the crack of them bats? We're been hearing that smack out. of them gloves? Two and a no. half weeks out. No, it's not. No, it's not, sir. No, it's not. What about we, uh, one about week. One week. What a, one what week. Today? What is today? Thursday opening day, April Fool's Day, baby. Oh, oh gosh, it is the it is, yeah, it is March twenty fifth. Oh geez, April first opening day. Woo! Last week of the beard. Enjoy it. Enjoy it in all its gloriousness. It's been since October. Next week, it's mustache time. Gonna see mustache nineteen eighty two Brewers jersey. Let's go. Let's go. And you know what's going to happen? I, the Brewers open against the Twins, Lion. And uh, the Brewers are going to lose on opening day because that's what the Brewers do. I shave this I, mustache in. I make a big show about it. I love l- watching the Brewers get excited for the season. That always ends short. But you know what? No, it doesn't because the past three years they made the playoffs. You guys don't play. You guys aren't familiar with playing in October. Yes, we are now. But we weren't before. Cardinals. We were the Browns of baseball for a long time. We are going handlebar, Nick. We are. (laughs) You guys got to face off against a a Cardinals team who has always been. It is a Yacht jersey. uh, But now we just got better. Now we got better with Nolan. Although I heard Colton Wong has been balling out in spring ball. He has been. He has been. But again, the pitchers probably are only using one or two pitches. Probably trying to perfect. The now this like, week, oh. actually, this week is going to be oh. closer to real. They're sure. in, they're starting to ramp the players up, so you're going to see uh, like three to four innings out of starting pitchers. Probably uh, you're going to see a couple innings out of relievers. They're still going to be working on pitches, but if you see a guy who's walking a lot of batters, that's a uh oh, <laughs> like if you see that this week, that's that's not a, not a good sign. You want to see sixty plus percent strike percentage, and then what you really want to see is uh, just how the defense is playing. Because if the yeah. defense is playing solid behind them, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, good opening day. So and to. The Brewers hitters, man, they came to play this year. They came to play. Everybody's yeah. been saying it like they were so mad at what happened last year. Look, the Brewers, if the we'll Brewers, see. the Brewers offense can't be any worse than it was last year. Like it was, sure. it was as bad as it was when Royce Clayton set the record for most strikeouts in a season. 
That's how bad the Brewers' offense was last year. So it it can't be worse than that. So if it's up to where it should be, which would be a top five offense in Major League Baseball, and their pitching stays the same. It doesn't have to get any better. It just stays the same. It could get slightly worse. They're winning the NL Central, and they're going to win the NL Central by five games if that's the case. Like, dude, no. the Brewers, their offense is stacked. You're forgetting about It's just game. whether their defense, uh, honestly, is as good as – what it seems like it's going to be. Their their outfield's gonna be great. It's their off their uh infield defense is gonna be we meet not this year, April. Nick. Not this year. We meet you guys April eighth, Cardinals versus the Brewers. Um in our chat we have Carrie who stated fun fact, Paul Molitor is also my birthday buddy. He was drafted in the first round the year I was born. That's a cool fun fact. Pretty cool fun fact. Ooh, he said, "Is as Yelich goes, the Brewers go." Yelich, that that was true in the past, but yeah, that's not true Yelich, this year. Colton Wong, yeah. Jackie Bradley, Lorenzo Kane. Yelich is my birthday buddy. Really? And yeah, and Giannis. Yeah. Nah. December fifth, nineteen ninety. All of us. So that's where all the athleticism went. Okay. Indeed. Let me. Oh, my phone's right here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all three of us have the same birthday. The Brewers have Kesson Hira. They have Colton Wong. Luis Urias looks good. Jackie Bradley can hit Nick. Listen to me. He's hitting 270 this year, and he's hitting 20 bombs. You heard it here first with the best center field defense in the league. Yelich is a year younger than me. Wong is going to hit for power. Wong's hitting 25 dingers this year. I'm telling you right now, Nick. Get with the program. He's hitting 290 with 25 bombs. Oh, Giannis is the day after, December 6th. So it's me and Yelich are the same day. Exactly a year apart. But anyways. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. Indeed. Random fact of the day. Random fact. The cards oh my goodness, Nick! You, Nick D-Brain. is just straight trolling me right now. No, just straight trolling Come me, on, man. Who do the? Who's gonna pitch for the Cardinals? Who? Wayne, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> He's a decent pitcher, which yeah, you can't really be decent in that position. <laughs> that's that's that. No, that's you can be man. decent. That's. Well, you better. You have a need good... league average pitchers, and you need a lot of them if you're going to have a good pitching staff. You can't have any like huge duds. That's the difference. <laughs> Thank you, knee brace. Thank you, knee brace. Because the cars are going to run away. Nick Nolan, listen, listen. The Nolan, Reds are going to have a decent offense. Nolan gets to go from playing at an organization that has n- no idea what happens in October. Because they're always at home. Except for when they're getting swept by the Brewers. (laughs) To a franchise that arguably, behind the Yankees, is the best in all of baseball. The Dodgers? I said said arguably. I'm I'm biased, of course, since I'm from there. St. Louis, everybody knows. St. Louis Cardinals. It's St. Louis Cardinals. Nolan is going to play lights out, in my opinion. I really think so. Because not only is it a great franchise, it's... He's not hitting in no air anymore. When he hits it, the ball <laughs> has to travel through oh, okay. something. So he's going to be okay. hitting a lot of doubles, not a lot of home runs. 
maybe. All right. There's a there's a little slight effect. I don't know if it's going to change. There's more than a slight much. effect, sir. I don't think it's going to change that much. If you're a player, you're a player, and he's a player. He's an angry player. Look, if you look at the history of players leaving Colorado in their first seasons, it is not kind. <laughs> it is not kind. Yeah, what did Carlos do? What did Cargo do when he He left? never left. Or he's still there. Why do I always think that he left? Why do I always think Carlos Gonzalez left? I think he tore his ACL and he was gone for a year and a half. That's no, probably why. No, man, I think he – gosh, I swear he left. He, he didn't Maybe leave. we talked about this last time and he did leave. I'm pretty sure he did. Either way, yeah, he's, he's not, not worth us mentioning. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, hey, he was balling now. He was balling. He was for like two years, yeah. Yeah, he was balling. But it's coming up, man. One week. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to showcase that handlebar in the show. Oh, it's gonna be on. I'm gonna it's gonna be that. Wednesday night. I'm gonna be scaring my two kids walking out of that bathroom. The youngest is gonna turn around and run away crying, Where's that uh where's that uh the oldest is gonna start laughing. Daddy, your face. Your face, what'd you do? <laughs> I had a long conversation with him today. I heard your about whales. Voice. Yeah. Whales. That's an orca. I was like, I'm sorry, what? He was like, yeah, an orca. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, that is. <laughs> and then he wanted, uh, he, he loves bees. And uh, I was like, you want me to show you where bees live? He's like, yeah. He loves bees? He loves bees. Gosh. When we always do the, I always do the, here, come, right. on, come, come get this. And I'm like, it's a bug. And he's like, oh, it's a bee. And I showed him where bees live, and he was like, why? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I got two characters. I do. I like that, Nick. But the only thing is they have nothing to trade. <laughs> they have nothing in the farm system. They could trade Garrett Mitchell, but I really hope they don't because he could be a stud. Story still with the uh, the Rockies, right? Yeah. He's going He's yeah. gonna be traded. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. You know who's going to get traded to? The Yankees. I would if the if the money money talks and the Yankees got the most of it because of their TV contracts. That's yeah. who Trevor Story is getting traded to, unless <laughs> mm, no, this thing gonna happen. Mm. I'm really excited to see what the Padres do. You want to talk about a, a young, like fun team to watch? The San Diego Padres. Some call it San Diego. Um, you know, they do a, they do a lot of jogging there. Some pronounce it with a soft J, jogging. <laughs> yeah, stories that story's gone. I I would not be surprised if story's gone in May, to be honest. But yeah, June, July, he's definitely gone by the trade deadline. But uh, All right, you have a good have a good have a good night, Nick. Thanks for clearing up Tim Couch and Eric Crouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Couch Crouch. We're like whatever. <laughs> but man, we covered a lot though, man. We know we know who really stole the Heisman the most though. Who's that? Tim Couch. No. We literally just went over it. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about another era. I was like, don't you dare say Charles Woodson over top of Peyton Manning. I was going to choke you through this freaking No. <laughs> Some people say that. I will never talk bad about Chuck. Now, Desmond Howard probably didn't deserve his Heisman that year, <laughs> but I'll, you'll never hear me talk it's bad about a, Chuck. Again, 
when it comes to the Heisman, like I said, I, I kind of let it go to rest too because it's everybody knows it's all about it's all about it's a publicity stunt trophy. It's all about who's the most marketable. You wouldn't have said that if you won. <laughs> oh, you're right. Absolutely, very true. Very true. It doesn't always go to the best player, though. That's the problem. Is it doesn't? It is. It's a popularity award, which doesn't make any sense. Is that's what the award is? But all of a sudden, some people wanted to change that. Uh, I mean, it's like the MVP in basketball. Eventually, you get to a level where you're too good to win the MVP, and that started with Michael Jordan. And then it went to LeBron James. They had to start spreading. And then after this year, it's probably going to be Giannis. So. Giannis is balling out right now. The Bucks um, are balling out right now. I was asked yeah. if we we're going to talk about that. I'm like, we don't know the NBA. Mm. We might we say cover uh, cover they're on an eight game winning streak, and it's a lot of fun watching them. I think that Drew Holiday trade is going to end up being one of the best in Bucks history. But basketball's hard. Um, it, NBA basketball is so hard. There's a lot of moving pieces, like all the time, and. You really have to watch because mm-hmm. the cameras don't do a great job covering the defense. It's really hard to watch basketball and watch off the ball, just the way that the camera is always moving camera. with it. And um, camera, that's a it's good just point. it's tough. It's tough to you have your plus minus numbers and stuff, but yeah, the way that the game has just evolved, it's 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 kind of hard to follow it all the time. Um, so unless you're in it, if you're invested in it, that's awesome. That's amazing. Like, I think that's one of the hardest professional sports to follow. Ooh. So baseball, in my opinion, baseball, baseball is fairly easy. You'll find out baseball. this summer. No, baseball is just difficult because a lot of their, some of the games are like noon, 1 PM. I'm like, you know, I'm at work. I'm like, how am I like, what? Like, I can't catch these games this early. Yeah. But. The stats in baseball are pretty easy to see. Like that stat that I sent you that out of the three hours of time that a baseball game is, only eighteen are active minutes. Okay. There's only eighteen active minutes. There's only eighteen minutes out of a three hour game where there's actually play. That sport is What if I tell you chess <laughs> has a weak build up? Thirty minutes of play. He's but you still watch an entire show about it and rave. What? Say it again. Chess has an entire week build up for 30 minutes of play, and you still watch an entire show dedicated to it and said it's the best show ever. Chess or uh, Queen's Gambit? Well, that would be the chess show I'm talking about, yes. I didn't say that's the greatest show ever. It's a really you great show. You definitely said it's the greatest show ever. And then no. you watch The King, really good and you're like, you need to watch The King because it's the greatest movie ever. King's good. No, I did not say that. I said it's an amazing movie. And it's then good. you watched, I watched, I watched it again Wonder Woman 84. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. It is, no, I can't stand it. But I did watch The King again and because I, I was like, okay, let me see what – let me see what uh, – you know, your brother was talking about Steven, and he's right. There is some historical inaccuracies in that movie that my second time around, I was like, okay, it's still a decent movie. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that there's right. historical inaccuracies, and he's a right. history buff, so that bothers <laughs> him to the point that he can't yeah. enjoy something. So <laughs> right. I like that's just him. Like that, though, because that's a, that's a completely different era, like completely. And I just like to watch, like, 
wow, how did they do certain stuff back then? Like basic stuff. Like our day-to-day, if we actually... Yeah, but we get technology and then we forget how to do it that other way. So like they had ways to do it that weren't necessarily just like all muscle and stuff. Like they... True. They They had different ways to do things that we just forgot about because we don't need it. Pulleys, wheels. uh, I mean, but again, yeah. Um, We covered a lot. Yeah. We covered a lot. You going to be streaming tomorrow night? What are you going to do now that we have a void on Saturdays? Right? Friday night. What do I have tomorrow night? Why is something in my mind? Wait, yes, I'll no, be streaming. I meant Saturday. I, I'm thinking tonight's Friday for some reason. All day today, like I think it. it's Friday, but it's it Thursday. Like See, don't you dare get me on my conspiracies because why is it that many people can agree to that statement? Why is it that I all day today felt like today was Friday just like you did? Like today, I literally thought it was Friday, probably like 1 p.m. today. I was like, okay, I only got, you know, four more hours of, of, of work and I'm, ooh, it's weekend time. Psych. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I think, I think we need to start it. I think it's a glitch in the well, matrix. <laughs> thanks, Carrie, for tuning in. Nick, we thanks, appreciate Carrie. Knee Brace Radio. Check out Knee Brace Radio. Uh, he's awesome. He contributes all the time. Um, let's see here. We got Commander Root, Droop Dog, Feet is back. Feet is back. Feet is back. Steven, we appreciate you. Joint effort. Lion, as always, we need to get together, play some, play some video games. And Ringers, we appreciate you. Yes, Carrie, we will be seeing you Sunday, Carrie. Yes, join us on Sunday at 9 a.m. We will be having Carrie on. And uh, it's our sobriety podcast. We talk about recovery. And uh, we will definitely be enjoying the journey that um, she has been on. So, yeah, thank you for joining us. And we really look forward to it. So, uh, with that being said, we will catch you Saturday night. We'll probably be streaming. We'll tweet something out. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Saturday. I'll, se- I'll, I'll, seven-ish. Seven-ish. I guess I'll answer your question. Yeah, I'll be streaming Saturday night as well too. All right. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are we playing? I think let's 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 try to redeem ourselves in Rocket League. Oh goodness. Okay. Let's try to redeem ourselves. So I'll hop on around the seven o'clock mark. I know you gotta you gotta uh, wait a little bit longer till your boys are asleep. Let's uh. We'll see. I'll hop on. Right. I'll hop on and play some. Uh, I think I'm gonna play some FIFA for a bit. You should do some gonna... Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that's right. Let me let me let me hop back into that. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll what about layers into- of fear? Have you even started that yet? No, I'm too scared. And uh, <laughs> all right, well, do you want me do we do you want me to start that at seven o'clock? Wh- whichever one. I just want you like shaking yeah, let me do, when I get on, do, and you're like, oh, thank you for getting on. Oh, I couldn't do, play this anymore. Let me do Five Nights at Freddy's because I already kind of started that one, and I'm, I'm let me do that, and then then let's get into some Rocky League, and then from there. Let's just see where it goes. You guys just got to tune in to figure that out. It'll be a beautiful evening. So, all right. And then we will see you on Sunday morning, 9 a.m. We'll have carry on and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, everybody have a good night and a great weekend.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.